I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, Finding Yourself in Life's Little Moments. figuratively, in the worst fires ever. So to have rain up and down the coast of New South Wales, which is the state in which I live, and inland too, is quite incredible. But as I said in my previous podcast, I quoted from an older gentleman who lives here on my street, and he said, you know, Australia delivers weather with two barrels. He was using that metaphor. describe how things are so extreme here and have been more so really than much more so than usual. The devastation from bushfires has been unprecedented. and smoky in the metropolitan areas like where I live in Sydney. People can't go outside, including myself. And people who have to go outside have been subjected especially 
that smoke and haze. But about a week ago, we began to get rain, slowly more and more. And it's built up to the point where today, on this day and night of a full moon, a depression out at sea, is delivering high winds, gale force, and rain. They say that it might be, there might be a foot of rain today here, so that's what my friend meant when he said that Australia delivers its weather double-barreled with two barrels because after having had the worst fires anyone's known, we're now going to have flooding. And I live about a half a block from the ocean, from the beach. It's a beautiful spot. They predict today that the waves may reach five meters in height. Now, that's not going to be a small event. much damage up and down the coast. But here I am at home, protected, watching the rain, watching the palm trees blow in the rain. You know, there's something about palm trees. There's a kind of iconic quality to them in storms like this, I think because we see so many images of palm trees in the tropics of different parts of the world, at times when there are massive storms, hurricanes, and cyclones, and those palm trees, the fronds of those palm trees, are waving madly in the gale force winds. So when I wake up in the morning, even in general, you know, the way that I tell the weather, I just look outside. I look at the sky, I see what color the sky is, and then I look at the palm trees. I see where those fronds, what direction they're moving, how they're blowing. That tells me how the wind is moving and blowing, what direction the weather is coming from, what weather is coming to us. But 
they, boy, are they moving on their long, thin trunks. Trunk isn't even really the right word for a tall palm tree, dear listener, you know. I don't know what the word is. Maybe there's a different word for palm trees. But having grown up in the Northeast United States, where we have oak trees and maple trees, and hemlocks, and sycamores, the trunk of a palm tree, it must have a different name. It seems like a wholly different kind of tree. outskirts of Sydney, Australia, where I've come to live. And you know, on a day like a Sunday like this, where one doesn't, really isn't able to go outside, where one is subjected to the conditions of the weather, where the sky is gray, misty and the rain is pelting down and somewhere out there not far from where I'm speaking with you the waves are roiling makes one reflective you know and it's hard often you may find it difficult yourself when things happen to process make sense of what one is experiencing singer named Elvis Presley. Most people even now have heard of him. He was that extraordinary and well-known and groundbreaking. And the song is called, I Can't Help Falling in Love with You. 
The song I play often for people when I perform at assisted living residences and nursing homes, they all know the song. Maybe they danced to it in their youth 60 years ago. They would have been in their 20s or 30s, teens perhaps, but probably 20s or 30s. And the beginning is really quite beautiful, the words are, wise men say, Only fools rush in, but I can't help falling in love. So, you know, dear listener, it's probably the most beautiful song ever written. the phenomenon of falling in love with somebody. And it kind of creates a little space in one's heart for the contradictory and painful dimensions and effects of having given one's heart to someone.
beautiful smells and aromas of whatever is in that room and feelings of love and enchantment in that special room captivate you and yet you can't see you know God and nature and whatever other forces are moving through us blind us so that we all rush in our nature to do so. But when you begin to realize that something may never be, and you look back and you go, maybe that wise man knew something. And yet, what is what is, dear listener, you know? myself in this pantheon of, you know, in a moment like this, I do, I place myself alongside, and it gives me kind of a heartened feeling to do so. The pantheon of women, particularly, who have crafted their art out of heartbreak. I'll always remember, you know, an American singer-songwriter, Ricky Lee Jones. You might have heard of her. She was in her 20s and deeply in love and involved with a famous songwriter, Tom Waits. goes, I read this somewhere, and back then, I think, I didn't have to worry about anything like fake news. It seemed accurate. But apparently he left her. And she was so heartbroken she completely broke down and couldn't get out of bed for six months, dear listener. That was the effect of the heartbreak on her. Of losing that, whatever she had in that relationship, you know, and you do, you fall for it, right? You fall into it. You fall Interesting word, choice of words, to fall in love. Like gravity takes over, like some force beyond you, beyond yourself. But there was Ricky Lee Jones in her 20s, completely 
immobilized by the breakup of a love that she clearly held so dear to herself. A love she clearly held so dear. And what I remember reading about that point in her life is that her mom came to her. And with the love that her mom had for her and her mom's support, and I have the image, and I think perhaps I read this, that her mom was standing by her bedside, by her daughter's bedside, helping her to feel stronger.
incredible music, and that would be the beginning of a career that would span now over four decades. She's still making music, and I tell you, a lot of that music has been born of her heartbreak. You can tell that. Some people don't have an easy time of love. I wonder to myself, does it ever get any easier? <laughs> does one ever heed the cautionary words of Elvis's song about wise men? Do those words ever override the force, the inclination, the natural predisposition to fall? pursuits, the strange cocktail of experiences and feelings that I described to you, anger, heartbreak, grief, confusion, longing, everything that I just described to you, has fueled and given rise to some of the greatest art that's in the form of poetry, literature, as in fiction. because I'm a musician and pianist. Seems like the most natural outlet. It's wordless. Live 
lived in a certain way with a certain person, maybe, maybe that's actually not gonna happen. You know, you start to feel the strange feeling, like your whole life begins to shudder. Like the carpet that was there underneath your feet, you know, a carpet that had come into being to kind of soften the steps that you make on the earth.
scared. In my previous podcast, this beautiful little student of mine. Ten years old perhaps she is. When she said, you know, Jessica, she interrupted her own music playing for me and she stopped and she said, you know, we just learned in school that the earth is the perfect distance from the sun. said with wide eyes, wanting to share this with me so that I would feel her marveling and the marvelous, miraculous fact that as she said, if the earth was just a little bit closer to the sun or just a little bit further away from the sun, that are 
fall from the eucalyptus trees in this grand land. The heat, for many of them, actually releases from these hardened shells right and pay attention to who we are and our roles now here on this earth. This grand, beautiful earth that's the perfect distance from the sun.
dad wrote that I'm aware of before he passed was about resurrection. And he talked about the ferns coming to life after long winters. And so I feel now that there is something being born, you know, anew. Something being born in you in this year, in this time. Something being born in you on the occasion of this full moon. It has to do with falling in love. Life itself, with this world, with this earth, falling in love with you. Every living, beautiful thing one encounters. Everything in our midst is precious. 